Hello, nosy neighbors. This is Mary. And this is Kylie. And you are listening to Sipping with Snapped, a true crime podcast. The end of March. Can you believe it? Not at all. We are at the end. April's coming. We are almost at the end of winter. I know. Ba, ba, ba. It's officially spring because March 21st. We need to ask our listeners to please share our podcast with your friends. Yes. Because word of mouth is the best. It really is. If you, I mean, I feel like most of my friends enjoy the same interests as I do. Yes. And we share true crime podcasts and other ones, other interesting podcasts. So, And if you have interest in podcasts and you know that someone else likes podcasts, then, you know, share us, please. Exactly. Like, hey. Oh, and rate and review. So please. if you like us, let us know on there. We want to grow. We do. We want to be out there and doing this. Growing. We do it every, it every day. day. We want our neighborhood <laughs> to expand yes. to be a whole village, you know, mm-hmm. make a nice gathering, but a safe space space where everyone can have their own house and we're all like enjoying the same stories in our neighborhood you know (laughs) and we're all looking over the fence exactly we've all gathered to hear the gossip that is true crime cases (laughs) it's like a block party one of our neighbors actually requested this case (gasps) nice no way yes thank you listener yay (laughs) thank you to the listener who shall remain nameless oh we love Love requests. All right. So you're ready to get started? Yes. Oh, are you drinking anything this evening? Oh, I am having some gin. Of course. Yum, yum. It's my favorite gin. And uh, I like to look at the different labels. So I'm having gin and lemonade again. Oh, yeah. I mean, lemonade is the queen mixer. Mm-hmm. I think you can put it with whiskey and it tastes good because it's like a whiskey sour sort of. Yes. You can put it with vodka. You can put it with tequila. Tequila? Nah, no. No. Nope. No. no. You can't put it with tequila. No. I take that back. No. Unless it's kind of like a margarita. Lime. Lemon lime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's got to be lime in it too, though. There has to be. Gin. All right. Gin. So let's in. Yummy, yummy. Where are we going? I'll just start. Okay. I'll just start because we go a couple places. So. All right. Dorothy Ruth Hoogstraten. Ooh. H-O-O-G-S-T-R-A-R-E-N. Okay. Was born on February 28th, 1960 in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Ooh, Canadian. Yes, a Canadian, yeah. Her parents were Simon and Nellie. Ooh, I like that name for a woman. I-E? Uh, it's Y. Oh. I like Y's. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy was the oldest of three children. Her brother, John, was born in 1961, so pretty close in age. Mm-hmm. And then her sister, Louise, was born in 1968. Dorothy's father left the family when she was a young girl. Yeah, kind of sad. In 1977, when Dorothy was 17, she attended Centennial High School and worked part-time at the local Dairy Queen. Nice. And for those of you that don't know, Dairy Queen is a fast food restaurant, and it was first established in 1940 in Illinois, and it is known for... The Blizzard! Back in 1977, it was soft-serve ice cream. Oh. (laughs) 
the blizzards didn't come around until the 80s. No way. Mm-hmm. I love a good blizzard. And then they, oh, they're so good. They turn it upside down just to make your heart rate flutter. Oh. Did you know if they don't turn it upside down, you're supposed to get another one for free? Really? Mm-hmm. So they're required to turn those suckers upside down. Oh. While working at Dairy Queen, she met a man who was 26 years old, and his name was Paul Snyder. And the two of them... And she's 17? Yes. The two of them began seeing each other. Ooh. So, Paul, I'll introduce you to this face of the case. Yes. Paul Leslie Snyder was born on April 15th, 1951, also in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Is Vancouver really big? Yes. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. I want to say it's one of their major cities. Okay. Because I'm like, what are the chances? <laughs> what are the chances? JK, it's as big as Boston. It like, is. Yeah. Probably bigger. <laughs> it's about the same size. Yeah. Paul grew up on the rough side of Vancouver, the East End. Ooh. His parents divorced when he was a young boy, and he dropped out of school in the seventh grade. Oh. How old is that? Like 30? 13? I would say 12, 13. Oh. Yeah. In just over a year, so around 13 or 14, Paul began to visit nightclubs and he soon grew a mustache. What? Mm-hmm. Paul wore the Star of David around his neck. Like he was never seen without his Star of David around his neck. Mm -hmm. Around 1718, with that mustache, it earned him the nickname, quote, the Jewish pimp. Uh oh. <laughs> Unquote. Not old enough to be a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Paul was trying to make it on his own, and he began a legitimate job as a promoter for auto shows. Mm -hmm. He bought himself a black Corvette, Ooh. but he wanted more. So he joined a gang called the Rounder Crowd. Wait, what? That's <laughs> yes. so extreme, and what a name. It isn't even the cool name. The Rounder Crowd. Yes. What's their tattoo or their gang sign? Yeah, a circle? <laughs> well, I think of yeah. uh, everything all at once. What's the movie that just won the Oscar when they put the, the circle on the forehead? Yeah. Everything everywhere all at once? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's that circle on the forehead. Uh, yeah. The Rounder Crowd. You're so right. <laughs> Paul dabbled in drug dealing, oh. but nobody trusted him because he didn't do drugs himself. Oh, that's kind of cute. <laughs> hey, buy my product. How is it? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't do this I shit. don't do it. I just sell it. <laughs> yes. Like, mm, you're a child cop. <laughs> yes. With that cheesy mustache, you're undercover, aren't you? Rat stash. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is some 21 Jump Street shit. Yes. <laughs> Paul ended up losing a lot of money to loan sharks, uh -huh. which earned him a trip to the 30th floor of a hotel to be hung by his ankles. <gasps> and he was ordered to leave town. Like straight out of a movie. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yep. Jewish pimps hanging upside down. The little stars just slapping his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slapping his nose. Exactly. <laughs> Paul got the hint. So he picked up and moved to Los Angeles. He got the hint. <laughs> where he and his 
typical porn stash, mm-hmm. tried his hand at pimping. No way. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, if it quacks like a duck yes. and they're calling me a duck, <laughs> I better just do it. Go on, do it. Yeah. While attempting to make a career as a pimp, Paul had a few near misses with the law and a few of his women stole from him. Ah, nice. They were like, we do not take you seriously. <laughs> yeah. Grow a real mustache, buddy. Yeah. So he tucked his tail and ran back to Vancouver. <laughs> and in Vancouver, he became a nightclub promoter. Ooh, so same genre, sort of. Mm-hmm. So now back to 1977 and that Dairy Queen when he met Dorothy. Yeah. Okay. Now we're back here. Now he tried and failed and is back. Mm -hmm. Paul and a friend must have been craving a chocolate dipped cone. (laughs) Did you say chocolate chip or chocolate dipped? Dipped. Yes. Chocolate dipped cone because Dairy Queen's known for their chocolate dipped cones. Chocolate dipped cone. Yeah. He stepped foot in the store and his eyes gazed upon the stunning tall blonde, blue-eyed, shy, young Dorothy. (laughs) And her little dog, Toto. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that little dog, too. You can't help but think it. He went up to her and just began to tell her how beautiful she was. And bam, he had her wrapped. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's 17. She hasn't seen or lived life yet. Yeah. Yes, I think she had one boyfriend in her whole high school career so far. Mm -hmm. Paul turned on that charm, that pimpish charm. (laughs) He bought her a diamond and topaz ring, brought her to his bougie apartment. Uh He cooked her a fancy dinner, which included a bottle of fine wine. Showed her he had a bed frame. (laughs) (laughs) He was grooming her Mm -hmm. because he looked at her and saw dollar signs. Because she's just tall and beautiful blonde. Uh Uh-huh. He was like, I'm going to make money off that girl. No. In early uh, 1978, Paul had taken professional photos of Dorothy naked. Oh, no. He sent these photos to Playboy magazine. She was 18 now. Uh Uh-huh. And she was chosen as Playmate of the Month of August of 1978. Well, now I know who we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, light bulb. Uh, Yes, the light bulb is hitting me. Oh my God, her boyfriend sent them to a thing without her consent? Oh no, he had her consent and she was 18. Okay. Paul had found his meal ticket and held on with both hands. Oh my God. Since she was playmate of the month, Dorothy moved to Los Angeles, California. Mm -hmm. So she moved there in August and then Paul followed her in October. Yeah. He was not letting her go. Oh, absolutely. So 18 months after their very first meeting in that Dairy Queen, Mm -hmm. on June 1st, 1979, the two got married. Wow. So she's 18. 19. And she shortened her last name to Stratton. Yeah. Because... Hoog Stratton. is a mouthful. Oh, yeah. Doesn't that sound Swedish or Danish or something? Does. Doesn't it? So I was surprised when you were like, when you said that it was Canada. I wonder if there's people that immigrated up there too. It would make sense. It does.
does. Because if there's French Canadian, then why wouldn't there be Danish? Mm -hmm. Dorothy's star was beginning to rise. Mm -hmm. She became a Playboy bunny at the Playboy Club in L.A. Uh She was featured in television shows such as Buck Rogers and Fantasy Island, Uh which was a favorite of mine. I loved Fantasy Island. And now there's a remake of Fantasy Island. What are these? Like, is she getting acting roles or are these reality TV roles? Acting roles. Reality TV wasn't a thing yet. I think that was in the 90s. Oh, okay. So, wow. she's So, these are like series that came every week. Yeah. Wow. Buck Rogers was a big one. Fantasy Island was a big one. Uh-huh. She had small roles in four movies. Wow. And she starred in her fifth movie. It was a romantic comedy called They All Laughed. And it also starred Audrey Hepburn and John Ritter. Wow. So she was more than a pretty face. Yes, she... Yeah. She had something up there. Uh Uh-huh. That film was directed by Peter... Bogdanovich. B-O-G-D-A-N-O-V-I-C-H. Bogdanovich. He did not shorten his name with fame. He did not. (laughs) He said, I'm the director. Learn how to say the sucker. I'm taking up all of the line in the credits. (laughs) Yes, yes. He was smitten by Dorothy in October of 1979. Mm-hmm. Like I said, They All Laughed was directed by Peter. Uh-huh. They began filming in March of 1980, and they wrapped in July. Mm-hmm. For these five months, Dorothy lived at Peter's New York hotel suite, and then later she moved into his L.A. home. Wow. She was smitten, too. Mm-hmm. And she's- Dorothy was named Playmate of the Year wow. on April. April 30th, 1980. Uh-huh. And along with that title came $200,000 in cash and gifts. Wow. Which is about $726,140.78 in 2023. Wow. And later that evening on uh, April 30th, uh-huh. she was a guest on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Wow. So she had everything going for her. She was starring in a film Mm -hmm. she was named playmate and got all of the money and how old is she now just like 19 20 20 oh my god this was 1980 yeah she was born in 60 20 wow needless to say Dorothy and Peter began to have a sexual relationship. I believe it. (laughs) You can't see the eyebrow waggle that my mom did while saying that. (laughs) Put a wrapper on it. (laughs) Put your eyebrows down, mom. (laughs) Uh, The two went on a 10-day holiday to England from July 20th through the 30th, 1980. Mm -hmm. And Dorothy received a new address from Peter. And it read as an apartment in Beverly Hills. Uh But actually, she moved into Peter's mansion in Bel Air. Wow. Mm-hmm. And where is Paul during this? He's in LA. Okay. The summer of 1980, Dorothy traveled back to her home in Canada mm-hmm. where she began a two-week promotional tour. Because of the Playmate of the Year, she had to do a promotional tour. Yeah, like when someone wins Miss USA. Correct. That's exactly it. Paul showed up in Vancouver and convinced Dorothy to make a personal appearance at several nightclubs because, you know, he was the Mambo King. Yeah. And he knew the club owners and those club owners paid Paul to bring her. So Paul negotiated. Yep. Paul negotiated and collected all of the appearance fees Uh that he put in his pocket. Of course. So she didn't see any of that money. Yeah. Because she thinks that he's 
fluffing his feathers like hey mm-hmm. let me show you the pole i got here <laughs> yes. but really this is my wife she's the pole mm-hmm. yeah a few weeks after their first wedding anniversary paul received a letter from dorothy declaring them separated both financially and physically wow paul went into a rage mm-hmm. he emptied the couple's joint bank account uh-huh he had an affair with an old girlfriend uh-huh and he became increasingly suspicious of his wife's relationship with peter <laughs> duh you think it would have started before now uh, yeah he hired a private investigator uh, a little late bud paul began selling the playmate of the year of the year prizes cheap for some quick cash. Oh. These prizes included a Jaguar. Oh. Jaguar? Yeah. Car? Sports car. Uh-huh. And he bought a shotgun. Oh, God. Yes. He's selling off his assets and buying weapons. This isn't good. Not at all. August 8th, 1980, Dorothy met Paul for lunch. Paul thought that he could woo her and convince her to come back to him. Because it worked all those other times. Yes. She admitted to him that she was in love with Peter and wanted to finalize their separation. Yeah. She took her things from their house that they shared and she left him. Good. Six days later, on August 14th, Dorothy agreed to meet Paul to settle their finances. Ah. She went to their old house. Never go for a second meeting. It was a clean break, Dorothy. Yes. Wipe your hands. Yeah, you got all your things. Just leave it to the lawyers after that. If they ask you to come back, it's never. Don't do it. Mm -mm. Don't do it. She arrived at their old house at 11.45 a.m. and walked inside. Uh. The two talked in the living room before Paul ventured off into his bedroom Mm -hmm. and Dorothy followed. Uh. Trigger warning. Paul took out his shotgun and he shot the 20-year-old through her eye, killing her instantly. (gasps) Oh my God. He then raped her, leaving bloody handprints all over her lifeless body. Oh my God. Then he turned the gun on himself, completing suicide. (gasps) The coroner said that Dorothy's beautiful face that was making her so famous had been blown off. I mean, shotgun that close? Oh my. And how demented to do what he did after. This is a woman that you said you loved. Mm -hmm. You got married and said you loved her at one point. Yes. Paul's two roommates returned to the house around 8 p.m. and noticed Dorothy's car out front. Uh Uh-huh. And then they went inside and they saw that the bedroom door was closed. So they didn't disturb the couple because they were thinking that the two reconciled. Oh, no. The roommates entered the room shortly before 11 p.m. and discovered the nude bodies of Dorothy and Paul. Oh, my God. According to crime scene investigators, Paul shot his estranged wife that afternoon with Within one hour after her arrival. Yeah, that was his only goal. Only goal. That was the only thing he had in his in his brain until the bullet. <laughs> and then he shot himself an hour later. That was the only thing he had in his brain until the bullet. <laughs> that was perfect. Sorry. <sighs> should I should I cut that? <laughs> that gotta stay. That was awesome. Okay. That was so quick. Uh, and then he shot himself approximately an hour after the murder. Wow. The movie They All Left was released in 1981. Uh-huh. In the credits, it's a post-mortem credit. Wow. Three years after the murder, mm-hmm. Mariel Hemingway, the granddaughter of Ernest Hemingway, uh-huh. played Dorothy Stratton in, quote, Star 80. 
unquote. Mm -hmm. And that is a biographical film about the doomed Playboy playmate and her sleazy pimp ex-husband. No way. I should say almost ex-husband. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she tried. And an interesting fact about Dorothy. Uh Uh-huh. Have you heard of the Playboy Playmates male counterpart, the Chippendales? Ah, yes. (laughs) Okay, just making sure. Paul Snyder, the dickhead, was the one who suggested an all-male strip night. No way. So he trolled gyms and beaches looking for talent. Uh Uh-huh. And the first Chippendales Uh opened in 1979. Wait, he was a part of Chippendales? He was a part of the conception of Chippendales. Wow, because I know that there is some dark stuff related with that. There is. There really is. But you know those cuffs and collars that all the Chippendale guys wear? Oh, yeah. That was Dorothy Stratton's idea. No way. To have that as part of their uniform because she said that the women have to wear the ears and tails. Yeah. Like, what about the men? They need a little something, too. Mm -hmm. And it kind of ties it together because didn't they used to have a little bow tie, too? The girls? Oh, yeah, they did. Didn't they have a bow tie? So it kind of ties it together. Mm Mm-hmm. They felt that the cuffs and collars Uh made it look more of an upscale strip club. Yeah. So that's... That's my story about Dorothy Stratton. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Sad. I mean, the price that comes with rising to fame quickly is often paid. Mm-hmm. Within three years, actually two and a half years after she met that sleaze bag, she was gone. Literally. Mm-hmm. And it stinks because, like, in a way, he gave her her start and the end so sad Ugh. well that was super interesting thank you for the suggestion neighbor yes thank you neighbor thanks for chilling in our hood with us <laughs> thank you for listening sorry that we gotta pack up now thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> yes. make sure you guys listen to your mothers and make good choices stay newsy neighbors cheers, cheers. Thank you for joining us. I'm Mary. I'm Kylie. And you've been listening to Sipping with Snacked, a true crime podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram at Sipping with Snapped. Twitter at Sipping Snapped. Facebook, Sipping with Snapped, a true crime podcast. Join our Patreon, Sipping with Snapped. And if you forget all that, go to our website, www.sippingwithsnapped.com. We've got links to everything. Cheers. Cheers. Logan, say I love you.